number two, the Pete Callender Show, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. I do appreciate it. We're going over the Parents' Bill of Rights that the North Carolina State Senate approved. It's now headed to the House uh, over the objections of uh, virtually every single Democratic state senator. Um, I, I don't know who it was that voted yay on the bill, actually. I meant to pull that and I forgot. Um, I mean, the the list of the list of suspects there is two. Right there. There's only well, OK, three could be could be Senator Lowe, could be Davis or could be uh, Devier or Devere. I was calling him the wrong one. Devier, uh, who just got primaried when Governor Cooper backed his uh, progressive opponent in the Democrat primary. So he's out. Uh, So it may be him. I don't know. Uh, But there was one Democrat vote for the Parents' Bill of Rights. So let me read to you. This is from Will Duran's piece at the Charlotte Observer and the News and Observer. So it's the McClatchy operation. And uh, by the way, I generally am okay with a lot of the way uh, a lot of the a lot of the stories Will Duran writes. I'm okay with with most of his reporting. Not so much on this one. (laughs) Not so much on this one. Here is um, from about a week ago. In addition to banning teachers of students up through third grade from teaching. So in other words, K through three. So banning K through three teachers from, quote, teaching about LGBTQ issues. He goes on to say later on, as for the K-3 ban on teaching about LGBT issues, the bill doesn't say teachers would be punished for talking about it if the subject came up organically, only if it's included in the curriculum. This raises a, a question in my mind. The bill says you cannot include sexual orientation or gender identity in the curriculum in K through three. That's what the bill says. You cannot include sexual orientation or gender identity in the curriculum. Why does that make it anti-LGBT? Are you saying that gender identity is only something that LGBT people think about or have or experience? Are you saying sexual orientation applies only to LGBT? What makes it automatically, in your mind, in the reporters' minds who are covering this story, what makes it anti-LGBT when the language says simply sexual orientation and gender identity, which... I thought applied to everybody, did it not? See, these are the questions I would ask. Uh, The bill was announced just hours after another mass shooting at a school, this time at an elementary school in Texas. That's included in this story. Then they have a quote here from Durham City Council member Jillian Johnson, a Democrat, who tweeted something. She tweeted, well, okay, I guess I shouldn't say she tweeted because I do not know and I haven't checked her Twitter profile to read her pronouns, which I am quite certain are listed in the profile. Council member Johnson tweeted, quote, a bill targeting LGBTQ children being announced in the General Assembly on the same day an unthinkable number of children are shot to death in school in Texas is a tragic and perfect illustration of the catastrophically bankrupt set of values we're dealing with right now. I'm not sure you're going to find a better example of somebody 
using dead children to advance a political agenda than this. Than this. And the, the narrative is dutifully advanced by Lucille Sherman, formerly of the News and Observer, now writing uh, for Axios.com, North Carolina edition. I guess she's up in the Raleigh Bureau. Um, but uh, kudos to Lucille Sherman for offering up the dumbest question at the press conference. I was just wondering, what's the uh, thought process by doing this bill now? Um, also feel like it's worth noting that there are 14 kids dead in Texas. Um, and so I feel like, you know, the timing of this bill is important. Uh, what's behind the decision to move it now? Um, so... This has nothing to do with what happened in Texas. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that somebody would even try to connect the two things. I'm not. Uh, well, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is an issue uh, that parents all across the state uh, have been concerned about. They're showing up at school board meetings. They're talking to their legislators. They are uh, worried about things that they have seen. Uh, and things that are happening in the public schools. Uh, And this is an effort by uh, legislators to try to address those issues. Nothing more, nothing less. Correct. The idea that you would try to attach this bill to the Texas school shooting, it's kind of gross. It really is. It's insulting. It's offensive on many levels. But she heard somebody obviously make this case or she thought on her own that these two things are connected. This gets into this area of rhetoric where words are now equated to violence, which is asinine. It it is. This is this is how stupid our society has become now where. You literally get people making the argument that words are violence, Word uh, that the words that you choose and the words that you use is the equivalent of me bashing in your head. It is not the same. They're not the same things. The point is the chaos, though, whether it's in the schools or it's in the language. That's the point. It's to create confusion. So now, just like I, I was you know, joking about the pronouns, But this is now a very real thing in a lot of settings, whether it's the schoolhouse or it's corporate setting. There's confusion on how to interact with your fellow Americans because you're so afraid of being accused of something that you are not simply by saying the wrong word that somebody who is seeking offense, and by the way, when you seek offense, you will find it, Right? Then they will then report you for being offended, that you've somehow caused them harm. You've harmed them. And then once you start expanding out this definition of harm, literally anything goes. And now the, quote, victim in any kind of relationship has all the power. And being a victim simply means that you get to report it first. That's it. That you were the first one to bang on the door of HR or send out the email. And what does that do? It obliterates trust. And in a free society, we need to be able to trust each other. This doesn't work if there's no trust. 
at a, at a civilizational level, we have to have some degree of trust in our fellow citizens. But postmodernism is bent on destroying these institutions, these foundations, reality itself. The purpose is the chaos. The purpose is the confusion. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. There's a, uh, an email from Tim to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. It says, Pete, regarding schools teaching LGBT plus 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 material, CRT ideas, camouflage, Marxist theory, etc., etc., all the while failing to teach basic reading, writing, and arithmetic. My question is, why do we still insist on having public schools? Just wondering. Well, in North Carolina, we have the Constitution that says there's this uh, right provided uh, for uh, what has been dubbed a sound basic education by the courts. Uh, This is the Leandro school funding lawsuit we've talked about over the years. Um, And I am of the opinion, I have made this very clear, that the problem is the model. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, Schools are meant to convey values to the next generation. It's not simply about reading, writing, and arithmetic. The proof of that is the fact that so many kids do not know reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? That's obviously not the priority because so many kids are terrible at it. Yeah, and they're getting worse at it. So whatever the schools are doing, (laughs) it's beyond... Right? It's beyond reading, writing, and arithmetic. You're conveying values, particularly in uh, history classes, social studies, and the like. Right? You're conveying these values, a shared sense of history, a common purpose for the founding of our country, the ideas that unite us, these types of values. The left understands this. That's why they are fighting against these types of bills. Because think about what the North Carolina bill simply does is to say you cannot put into curriculum sexual orientation and gender identity. You cannot teach kids about these when they are in grades K through 3. And this is completely in line with the concept of what is age-appropriate content. If you want your 5-year-old to go to a school where the teacher is going to show them flashcards about all sorts of pansexuals and, and I, I don't even know, I, like all of the different categories, right? You, you, you want that to be what your child is steeped in. Well, then, here's my solution. Here's your voucher. Go take it to the school of your choice that provides that kind of education. See, that's the beauty of the Opportunity Scholarship, the school voucher, a voucherized program that you can, you can let parents make these decisions for their kids. And if you really, really, really want your kid to be trans and you really, really want them to go to a school that will support them to do that and, and tell them all the ways to go about making that happen and get them into all of the counseling and have them go to the doctors and all that, you want that to be part of that child's schooling, then you would have the ability to do that. Come join forces with us. 
School choice allows you to have that environment for your child. But see, here's the thing, and they never want to take this deal. They never want to take the deal, which is in exchange for that, you can't tell other parents that if they don't want that kind of a setting for their kid, you can't say that they can't have that setting. Right? If you want to be able to make that decision, you have to let the other parents make those decisions for themselves. This is a federalist kind of argument. It's a federalism argument. This is the deal I offered like after Donald Trump won and everybody in California, well, hashtag not all Californians, but I mean, there were, but there were a lot of them. And they're like, we're, we're going to secede. We're, we're going to look at it seceding. I guess it would be more like, yeah, I think like we're going to totally secede. We're like break off. Whoa. So they started contemplating this. There were all these think pieces in the journals and such. And uh, they were very worried about living under the reign of Donald Trump. Yeah, I totally get it. I felt the same way under Obama. So here's an idea. How about we limit the federal government so the feds can't tell California that they have to run their state like, you know, Mississippi runs its state, right? But here's the trade-off. Here's the deal. California, I know you're really big because you got the whole freaking coast over there, basically. Don't even get me started on that. But I know you're really big. But here's the thing. If you want to run your state without that kind of federal intervention, then you have to be willing to let other states, right, operate without your intervention, without you dictating at a federal level. And they never want to take the deal. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Talking about the Parents' Bill of Rights. Passed the State Senate. This from Travis Fain at WRAL. North Carolina Republican leaders proposed state legislation that would prohibit teaching on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade and would require parental notice when students in any grade question their sexual identity in school. Now, I was under the impression that when you begin questioning your sexual identity, your gender identity, that that is what's called dysphoria. And that is a an actual medical condition, right? And so if your child has a medical condition, why would there be an effort on the part of the school to keep that from you? Right? Like if you if your child passed out in class and oh my gosh, turns out like low blood sugar, they may be diabetic or something, but don't tell the parent. Do not let the parent know that the kid passed out and may may be diabetic. Right? If the kid is going through dysphoria, parents should know that. The idea that it is controversial to say that is insane. Hello, Dean. Welcome to the program. What's your question for me? Hi, Pete. Maybe you could help me to distinguish the difference in these curriculums because can I just state what I remember, and then you can comment on where it is today? Because, yeah, well, if I can go ahead, private schools were for more intense 
teaching on, you know, curriculums, more individual attention, you know, uh, typically you paid to get a better result where public schools taught and teach curriculums and, you know, uh, you got an education because you couldn't afford to distinguish yourself from the rest. How did all these issues about who says what and, you know, is a bill of rights for public and private schools or is it a, you know, I'm confused as to who to blame or the government? Well, this is the state legislature, their bill that they're, that they're, voting on now and they're moving through that's for the state schools for the public schools so is that public and private no this would be for the public schools a private school only and and actually a lot of this a lot of private schools are even crazier woke than public schools are like some of the private schools which let's be honest the private schools are in large part i i i look at them now in large part as credentialing institutions that's what, especially at the uh, the college level too. They, they're there to prov- they're a gatekeeper, and if you go through that uh, system, then you know you get access to certain networks of people and wealth and privilege, and that's predominantly what that's about. And especially again at the collegiate level, is, is that going to uh, uh, what we call accentuate or emphasize the the distance between? the haves and the have-nots, or, and I thought education was to, you know, give everyone a basic education. Well, we don't even do that. So uh, I'm actually, I pulled up the bill. I pulled it up. I have it printed here. So I'm looking at this parent's bill of rights. A parent has the right to the following, to direct the education and care of his or her child, to direct the upbringing and moral or religious training of his or her child, to enroll his or her child in a public or non-public school, and in any school choice options available to the parent for which the child is otherwise eligible by law, to access and review all education records as authorized by the Federal Educational Rights and Privacy Act, um, to make health care decisions for his or her child unless otherwise provided by law, to access and review all medical records of his or her child, uh, to prohibit the creation, sharing, or storage of a biometric scan of his or her child without the parent's prior consent, to prohibit creation, sharing, or storage of uh, their their child's blood or DNA without their consent, uh, to prohibit the creation of the state of a video or voice recording of uh, his or her child without the parent's written consent, um, and be promptly notified if an employee of the state suspects that a criminal offense has been committed against his or her child um so that's that that's what i see here i don't see this as to to, school personnel okay a public school unit an independent contractor of a public school unit so that's it looks like yeah it looks like public schools is some of it the like this is now my opinion like there's there's the government interceding which always manages to make a mess of it and then there's parents and schools and it's like the kids are going to lose because they, they want to blame each other for, you know, oh, my kid, uh, wow, he was uh, a little strange today. Is, is that my way off the deep end, maybe? I, I, I don't understand the question. Well, it seems like the, they're making a bill of rights and the, and the schools and the private schools um, and parents all want to have it corrected somehow. 
but not taking personal responsibility for it. Is for what? That for uh, so Johnny doesn't face a homosexual teacher, or Johnny doesn't have uh, you know learn about sex too early, or that. Uh, so, do you think it's I mean, appropriate for a kindergartner to be? Uh, to be instructed about gender identity and sexual orientation? No, okay. not at all. No, but that isn't why I'm sending them to school. So, you know, I mean, I, right. I don't know. You know, I know it's where do you, where's the boundary, I guess. Right. right. Well, they, I mean, but they do, they do try to set these boundaries because obviously they, these issues come up, right? And so they have what's called age appropriateness standards for the different grade levels. I mean, they literally have designed... And not just on sexual orientation and gender identity, but on all sorts of things like algebra. Here's an age-appropriate curriculum, right, for students. Look, and again, I'm not defending the K-12 model. I think it's broken. I think that is the problem. I don't think it's uh, like, okay, so kids are born on the same day, so that means we should educate them at exactly the same level uh, and progress them through this system because they have the same born-on day. To me, that's silly. Because kids develop differently, right? Some kids are going to be smarter. Some some kids are going to uh, uh, be smarter at certain points in their lives. They're going to excel at certain subjects versus somebody else. And so you 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 need to be able to tailor that stuff for the individual. And I, I don't see the factory model that we have adopted in America for the last hundred plus years. I don't see it as being optimal. And you think private schools are flexible enough to deal with those issues? In that? Some are. Some are. Some are not. Yeah. Some uh-huh. are. Some are not. Okay. One of the things you got to always keep in mind here, Dean, because every time we talk, it seems like you are struggling to make sense of a of a reality that does not include perfection. And utopia is not one of the options that is available to us. All of these things are man-made structures, right? All these institutions are human-made. And as such, they're not going to be perfect. They cannot be perfect. And so the idea is to have as many options as possible so as many people can get the most out of their experience as possible. Does that mean that everybody's going to get the most? No. Does that mean that everybody's going to get 100%? No, it doesn't. Utopia, perfection, not one of the available options. So what's the best way to get the best education to the most amount of kids? That's mm-hmm. that's the real question. And the a voucherized system, we do it with healthcare. Why not do it with education? We do it at the college level for crying out loud, right? People get to choose where they right. go to college. Why can't we do that at lower grades? That somehow or another the state is responsible for doing all of these, you know, uh, uh, all, all of these schools for all of the kids and everything has to be uniform and everything. I mean, the, the, the problem is the model. So, I mean, but I, I'm arguing against, you know, a hundred something years of status quo and people's nostalgia for what it was like when they went to school. So they have all these ideas about the way it should be because that's the way it was. And it worked for me. And why shouldn't it work for everybody else in all the years since? It doesn't work for everybody. So anyway, Dean, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Talking about the Parents' Bill of Rights, this legislation moved through the state Senate. Democrats very, very unhappy. Media, well, as I mentioned, they were very unhappy. Oh, I kid the media. I kid, but not really. Um, 
The Democrats and the media are calling this thing the flaw or the uh, North Carolina version of the don't say gay bill or uh, what was his name? Uh, Garrett. Michael Garrett, I think is his name, state lawmaker, Democrat. Who And I've got the audio here. We'll take a listen to it later um, where he makes the argument that this is essentially HB2 again. This is HB2 again. So what they're saying is that they are so intent on having K through three kids learn about sexual orientation and gender identity, right, that they are they are willing to launch boycotts of the state over it. That's that's the standard that they are setting, not me. They are setting so important Is this right, this privilege to teach kids about these things? Brett Woodcox, he's a lawyer up at the General Assembly, works for the uh, President Pro Tem's camp, the uh, Phil Berger. And uh, he said he he was on Twitter a couple of days back and he was engaging with various people who were outraged over all of this. And he said, "Uh, I'll tell you what people outside of Raleigh hate. School administrators lying to parents about their kids. It's a very clarifying point here, right? And if you think in these terms, you can turn it around and ask people who are opposed to this Bill of Rights, say, do you think schools should be able to lie to parents about what's happening with their kids? Should schools be able to do that? Should a teacher or an administrator be able to lie to you about your child? to cover up stuff, to hold secret meetings with your child where they talk about sex. Because here's another thing. Um, When you talk about sexual orientation, what are you talking about? Who you're attracted to. And what does that mean? I mean sex, right? We're talking about sex. Okay, is it appropriate to have sex with a child? Of course not. That's illegal. So... How can a child be outed if orientation is about sex, right? Who you're attracted to. My understanding, Brent Woodcock says, my understanding of sexual orientation is that it has to do with sex. At what age do you think school administrators should be able to keep secrets from parents about their own children? So if you are aware that these relationships are now occurring... Right, between students, or or how about this? As a as an adult, I'm talking with your child about who they want to sleep with. Hmm? See, to me, it doesn't matter. Gay, straight, doesn't matter. Oh, I know I've limited it to only those two options. What about the people that sleep with? Well, I don't know. That I think that's it, right? Is that it? Right. Anyway. I don't care. You should not, as a teacher, you should not be talking to your kids about, I I thought we were all on the same page about this. Remember all of the teacher sleeps with student stories and everybody being outraged? People went to prison for that kind of thing, right? So what, now we're okay with? Well, they're just talking about it. That's all. It's just discussions. Which is why at least once a week, I see... Some teacher in the state getting arrested for having sex with a student, setting up cameras. That was the one this week. Somebody set up, a math teacher set up a bunch of cameras. Yeah, we're videotaping the kids, right? Or uh, 
kitty porn on their uh, computers, right? All sorts of examples of this throughout the K-12 education system. So and I'm not saying that's all teachers. I'm just, look, and I understand people say, oh, I can't believe that this pedophile was, you know, working among the kids. I can, right? That's, it's the same reason Billy the Kid robbed the banks. That's where they keep the money, right? Oh, I can't believe this youth pastor or this, this little league coach. Or, they worked with kids. I can't believe they would abuse kids. That's where they got the victims. That's kind of the point. Hashtag not all teachers. Okay, just for the record, let me go over here to Jane. Hello, Jane. Welcome to the program. How are you? Uh, fine, Pete. You're doing a great show. Well, I wanted thanks. to say, if, if these parents allow this, pretty soon when that child, that, woman, that girl gets pregnant and then the school decides to go ahead and get her, give her an abortion without the parent's knowledge, and then the girl happens to die through the abortion, uh, whose fault is that? It's the parents for allowing the, the, the school to take over your children and they will control your children from then on. Is that what you really want for your children, uh, to, to have that? The schools tell your children what to do and keep everything from them? Uh, I, if I were you all, I would definitely call the legislatures, Democrats or Republicans, whoever, say, I, I, I want to know exactly what's going on in these schools for my children. I want to know if there's something going on each and every day. And if you don't, then why do you have children if you don't care enough about them to fight for them? I don't really understand this. This is very shocking to me that they're going to allow this to go on, and pretty soon they're going to have every, how What else are they going to teach your child and not to tell your parents at all? This is just, this is communism, really, what's going on. And if you allow this, your children will, uh, will look at that young man in Texas. Nobody paid attention to what was going on. His parents, nobody. And look what happens, and that's going to happen to your children if you allow the schools to control your children. And I don't know, well, Jen, I don't know if it's communism. Well, um, I it's, think I would say, kind of, well, communism know, wants to be told what to do at all times. That's tyranny. I mean, it is, it, right, it is, a, I mean, you're, you're convincing people, you're making them dependent on uh, the authority figures. It's authoritarianism. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. So I understand the point, and, and I don't think it's going to get to the point where Mrs. Crabapple's performing abortions in, you know, fifth grade I classrooms. Know, I've heard I, about that. No, 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 let's not go crazy here. We're not leftists. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I understand the concerns, though, but I think about if you want to, if you want uh, your child to be able to take an aspirin or something in a school setting, you got to go through a certain number of hoops in order to make that happen, in order to allow a school personnel to administer some legit medicine. But when it comes to this topic and this topic only, now it's, oh, no, no, we need to be able to lie to the parents. We need to be able to keep this from the parents. Otherwise, it harms the child. Jane, I appreciate the call, Uh, which if it harms the child, then you are a mandatory reporter. You need to be reporting abuse to the authorities. Otherwise, what are you even talking about? <laughs> right? What are you talking about? That that you, you need 17 permission slips for the Advil, but it's okay not to get parental consent when your kid's suffering from dysphoria? That seems weird. Bit of a double standard, but only on this topic. <laughs>